What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. One night, I jumped out of bed when I heard her screaming. I rushed to her room but couldn't find her anywhere. I was surprised when I opened her closet. She was in there looking like a scared little kitten. What happened, Mom? I asked, kneeling down. A shark took my disinfectant and wants to eat me alive. It's under my bed, she cried out while shaking badly. But we don't even have a pool, Mom, I said. She then looked at me closely and started to scream like I was the most disgusting thing on earth. Shut your mouth and don't come near me. You're not wearing a mask and gloves. Go get them now. Sighing in frustration, I jumped to my feet before she could get hysterical again. There was one time when I came back from school and found her with huge blisters on her hands because she washed them a hundred times every day. The virus cases had been at zero for more than a month, but she'd been acting like there was a zombie apocalypse. One day, my older sister Steffi brought her boyfriend home, and mom didn't even let them come in until they took off their shoes and put on the special outfit she'd made, which looked totally ridiculous. Steffi said they looked like astronauts. Every time they walked, they squeaked. Mom took paranoia to a whole new level. She said that Steffi's boyfriend's neighborhood was dangerous, and she wasn't going to take any risks. You and your contagious boyfriend, Mom yelled at them while standing at least two meters away, of course and squirting disinfectant at them. My sister was really embarrassed and decided never to come back home ever again. The week after that, my mom saw my older brother, Seth, talking to the garbage truck driver one night. She refused to allow him back inside the house unless he took a bath with water and alcohol. In the backyard, Seth was furious. Just stop these stupid swab tests, temperature checks, and quarantines already. You're just overreacting, and it's seriously irritating, Seth shouted at her as he came in shivering. What if I don't? You'll leave just like your sister? Mom asked. Yes, I will. I'm so done with you. You're crazy, Seth yelled at her, and the next day, he packed his bags and left, and now it was down to me and my twin brother, Sean, who had been a total jerk to us. One night, I heard Mom crying in her room. I stood behind the door and listened. Why did you leave me for that gold digger? You should have been here with me to take care of everyone. Dad left mom years ago and we never knew why, although we asked her many times. She always said, he's coming back. I know it. He will. Just wait and see. Grandma was also gone because of the virus and it had made mom even worse. I felt sorry for her. I thought maybe I could make her a chocolate milk, even though I knew she might scold me and wouldn't drink it. She didn't want anyone to touch her food. I saw Sean playing an online game on his phone and his dirty feet up on the dining table. What the hell are you doing, Sean? Mom's gonna kill you, I warned him. 
Oh yeah? How about this? He grinned and then suddenly started coughing on purpose. Mom came out of her room and ran towards us like a raging bull ready to attack. Who coughed? I heard a cough. She demanded answers with bulging eyes. It's Sammy. She's been coughing nonstop, Sean said. To my horror, I tried to deny it, but Mom cut me off. Enjoy another 14 days in the basement then, she exclaimed as she dragged me downstairs. Mom, no, please, I cried when she once again locked me up. Sean had just finished his third quarantine here, and the last one was because of a single sneeze. I had to get out. It was my best friend Amy's birthday party on Friday. I hadn't seen her in person since the pandemic started because of online classes, and my mom wouldn't let any of us leave the house. Amy's brother Harry would also be there, and I had a major crush on him. I had to do something about mom. I heard another scream upstairs. Panicking, I kicked the door until it opened. I rushed upstairs and saw my mom holding a baseball bat while staring at the closed window. Go check the doors and windows. Make sure they're all locked, she said. Sean walked in and asked what had happened. A dirty man in a hoodie has been trying to get in. He was licking my window. He wanted to infect our house. He wanted to kill me, Mom said, looking horrified. Sean and I tried to calm her down, but we both got the shock of our lives when she aimed the bat at us. No mask, no gloves, no face shield. Back off or else, she yelled. Sean looked at me and said, your mom is officially insane. I'm sure you're so proud. I dragged him out of the room and said, You're only good at making fun of people. That's it. I'm contacting Dad. He needs to do something about this. Sure, go ahead. Ask him to take me with him after. I'm tired of Mom, Sean said in frustration. She needs us this time, and we have to do our part, I said. Whatever. I'll be staying at my friend's place for the week. Tell Mom that the shark ate me if she comes looking for me, he said before walking away. How could they do this to their own mother? I was about to call the hospital from the living room when Mom appeared. You, you're supposed to be in isolation, she yelled as she picked up a lampshade and threatened to throw it at me. Mom, please drop it. I'm going to wear my mask now, I said. She dropped the lampshade as soon as I put on my mask. She then sat down on the couch, which she had wrapped in a special plastic, and burst into tears. I'm so sorry, Sammy. I'm so sorry. She was bawling now. I first sprayed alcohol all over myself before sitting beside her. It's... It's like I have a special vision, and I can see the virus and germs everywhere, even when I close my eyes. Her crying got louder, but it stopped when I tried to hug her. The next day, I ordered ice cream and pizza and lied that I had made them all myself using the clean ingredients from the fridge. I then suddenly started coughing uncontrollably in front of her. Oh no, it was probably the cold ice cream. My heart started to race when my mom flipped into crazy mode again. She angrily pushed the dining table over and shouted, That dirty man is, is right behind you, Mom screamed. I turned around but didn't see anyone behind me. Are you sure? I asked. I swear, he was here. He was spitting everywhere. He wants to fill our house with the virus, with his disgusting saliva. She cried before running upstairs to hide in her room. While looking for any signs of the dirty man in our house, I was horrified to see that one of the windows in the kitchen was open. When I turned around, I gasped when a man pressed a finger against my lips. It was him, the dirty man that mom was talking about. He was real. I was about to bite his hand and scream, but I froze the moment he showed me his face. Dad? 
He pulled me into a corner and started explaining. I have been trying to apologize to your mom, but she always screams whenever I go near her. I think she's hallucinating. That's why she thinks I'm trying to hurt her, Dad said. I couldn't believe he was back. He went on to say that his girlfriend had left him and he had nowhere to go. He was literally begging, and I didn't know what to do. I told him that Mom had gone insane, and he needed to work hard to win her heart again. Mom didn't even open her door for the next few days. She was in self-quarantine again. I let Dad stay with us for a while because I needed his help in dealing with Mom. Then one day, Mom suddenly went missing. Dad found a way to break her door after hearing some odd noises in there. But she'd only left a note saying, That man came back, just like I expected. I even saw him rubbing his eyes after holding the remote. I can't take this anymore. I'm sorry, Sammy. Take care of yourself. Mommy loves you, despite everything. Oh my God, what had she done? We asked for help from the police to look for her around the house and all over the city, but it had already been a month and there was no sign of her. A while later, I was in the basement and while I was going through some old stuff, a big rat ran over my foot. I screeched and jumped back, lost my balance and landed on the floor. Groaning, I turned to my side and noticed something under the rug on the floor. I lifted it and saw a trap door. I had never noticed it before. I opened it and saw a set of stairs going down. I went down and was startled to see a huge glass cage, and my mom was sleeping in it. It looked squeaky clean, with hand sanitizers and alcohol everywhere, and also herbal supplements and vitamins. Oh my gosh, she'd been living here the whole time. I tried to shake her awake, but she wasn't moving. Her skin felt cold, and there was an empty container of alcohol beside her. Panicking, I called Dad, and we took her to the hospital. A lot of procedures were done on her, and the results showed that her stomach was irritated from alcohol ingestion. She got treatment for it and started to feel better. It was 3 a.m. and mom woke me up beside her in the hospital bed. Sammy, wake up. The shark is back again. I told her to relax and go back to sleep, but she kept pointing at the window. I got up to take a look and she was completely weirded out to see a shark tail poking out from behind a building across the street. I rubbed my eyes and checked again, but it wasn't there anymore. Wait a minute. What was happening? Was I going crazy too? It was there. Right? I'm not crazy, Sammy. It was there, Mom exclaimed while shaking. I waited until Mom fell asleep before heading out of the hospital alone. While I was crossing the road, a black van suddenly stopped in front of me. The doors opened and a masked man got out and grabbed me and threw me inside. I tried to fight back and scream, but he had already handcuffed me, tied up my feet, and put duct tape over my mouth. I looked around and saw the shark beside me. It was a costume. I woke up in an unfamiliar room. The masked man entered with a younger, smaller guy. They told me that I was in an old abandoned house in the middle of nowhere, and I was devastated. Who are you people? Why are you doing this? What did I do to you? I cried while thinking about mom who was all alone now. I need your mom to totally lose her mind, but you kept getting in my way, the older man said, which gave me goosebumps because his voice sounded familiar. No, it couldn't be him. My eyes grew wide the moment he took off his mask. Dad? Why? Come on, Dad. Let's go before someone sees us, the younger man said who I figured out was Sean. Don't worry, sweetheart. We're not going to hurt you, Dad said. I didn't believe him. You can quarantine for the rest of your life here, sis. 
I'm sure your crazy mom would be proud, Sean said before laughing at me. They were about to leave when the police unexpectedly barged in, along with someone who looked like an astronaut. Mom! Dad and Sean were caught off guard as the police immediately handcuffed them. Mom then ran towards me and untied me. She looked so weak, yet here she was, saving us like a superhero. Just as the police were arresting them, Mom suddenly passed out. We brought her back to the hospital and she was placed in the ICU. A CT scan of her brain revealed a small tumor. The doctor said it was the reason for her changes in behavior, but it was easily removable. I tried contacting my siblings regarding the hospital bills, but they refused to help. Steffi said that she was pregnant and had more important things to do, while Seth had started working again and was busy looking for an apartment. They said that they were done with mom and didn't want to deal with her anymore. How could they be so heartless? It was Mom's third day in the hospital when our family lawyer paid us a visit. He told Mom that Grandma had left a will, saying that she was giving everything to Mom, including her mansion. I knew it. He was just waiting for your grandma to pass away, Mom said. And it all made sense to me now. Dad wanted all my mom's fortune for himself. Mom fully recovered after the surgery, and we moved into the mansion after a week. She then suggested something unexpected. Why don't you invite Amy and the rest of your friends here tomorrow night? I'm going to throw a huge party. I pinched myself to check if I was dreaming, but Mom giggled and assured me that she was serious. We had some unexpected visitors at the party the next day. I opened the door and was shocked to see Steffi and Seth wearing the special outfits that Mom made. What are you doing here, and why are you wearing those? I thought you said it looked ridiculous, I asked. Where's Mom? We miss her, Steffi exclaimed. We just wanted to apologize. We realized that she just wanted to protect us from the virus, Seth explained. I was speechless. Mom heard our voices and immediately came down. My siblings acted like they were so happy to see her again. We've got presents for you, Mom. Seth gave her, like, ten paper bags filled with alcohol bottles, sanitizers, face masks, gloves, vitamins, and a lot of fruit. Mom didn't say anything. She grabbed the bags and threw them away as if they were the most disgusting thing she had ever touched. I don't need them anymore, right, Sammy? She turned to me, and I automatically nodded. Seth and Steffi insisted on coming inside, but Mom shut the door in their faces. Now, let's get back to the party, Mom said, and I just smiled in excitement. I dashed along the hallway, then skidded to a halt in front of the classroom door. Ah, uh, I was late. Again. Miss Anderson, what's your excuse today? Morning, sir. I'm sorry, but my spaniel hit my shoes, then I tripped over a package by my front door, then my heap of a junk car wouldn't start, and... That's enough. Good God. Please sit down. Ashley already took attendance. What? So much for my perfectly crafted excuse. Mr. O'Shaughnessy totally would have let it slide. But she had to ruin it. I'm Ashley. I'm pretty. I'm perfect. Everybody likes me. Well, no one likes teacher's pets, Ashley. Think I'm being too harsh on her? <laughs> Just ask anyone about Ashley Mae Anderson. Ashley's father's a vet with a Medal of Valor. They even had dinner with the president at the White House. For her sweet 16, she rented out the swankiest club downtown for an entire weekend. And David Guetta DJ'd. Ashley dated two college boys at the same time, and when they found out, 
things got physical. Okay, okay, maybe not all of that was true, but who cares? Look, the main character here is me. Hi, my name's Ashley Mae Anderson. I know, what a freaky coincidence, right? But that's the only thing we had in common. Because unlike popular Ashley, I'm just a normal teen who's just minding her own business. But then she transferred here and messed up everything. This happens every time I open my locker. And they're not addressed to me, but to Ashley. Jeez, why do boys go so cuckoo bananas over that pretentious princess? I gathered that whole cluster and dumped them on Ashley's desk. Here's your delivery for the day. Oh, I have no use for those things. You can keep them if you want. <laughs> How snobby. I know those rumors weren't all lies. Alright, if you said so. Being mistaken for Ashley was so annoying that I did consider putting a sign on my locker or something. But I suppose sometimes it actually had its perks. Like when I accidentally knocked over a trash can in the school's parking lot. But upon knowing my name, the janitor said my father was his commanding officer back in the day and let me off. And believe it or not, these mix-ups didn't only happen at school. Once, my family went out for dinner and the staff at this restaurant thought we were the other Andersons. They must be some really important people cause the super attentive waiters topped up our drinks for free and gave us complimentary desserts. Pretty sweet, right? Only when we were leaving, things almost went south when the manager shook my dad's hand and said, Thank you for your service. My dad seemed confused, but fortunately, I dragged him away before they busted us. I mean, Ashley's been enjoying these privileges her entire life, so it's fair I benefit a little from them. Especially since I have to endure being called her Walmart version. Anyway, back to me. I arrived home to find a teary-eyed girl sitting on her front porch. She must be one of Billy's exes. If your brother's a jock that all girls flock around, you'd get used to this real soon. He went through girlfriends quicker than hair gel, and he always had some peeves about them, like Mandy, too clingy, Katie, too dramatic, Maggie, too flirty. The list goes on. Then, as soon as my backpack hit the bedroom floor, my door burst open. Hey, I need your help. What? Need a hand to make up with Cry Barbie out there? She's ancient history. Check this out. Her name's Jane Brown. Ain't she a beaut? I immediately recognized her. She's the waitress that he kept eyeing the other day. Now, he needed my help to ask her out and not seem creepy. So, I suggested taking her to his friend Alexander's party this weekend. How do you know about that? Isn't that cool people exclusive? As if I wanted to. I was added to their group chat by accident because they thought I was Ashley. <laughs> right. Hot Ashley. You should come too. I'll be with Jane, but Victor will be there. Wait, I'll see my crush at that stupid party? Sign me up then. Jocks, cheerleaders, stuck-up kids. This place was packed with people like Billy. My brother briefly introduced me to the host Alexander, while Madison followed him around looking all shy and gooey-eyed. Wasn't she bothered that all Alexander seemed to care about was if anyone had seen Ashley? I also got to officially meet Jane, but the person I was looking for was Victor. He's so much more than just a cute face in the crowd. He's the peanut butter to my jelly. But before I could talk to him, a bunch of dudes popped out of nowhere. This is Ashley? Oh man, I thought she was supposed to be pretty. No offense though. She's a six if you squint hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm squinting now and you're barely even a two yourself. No offense though. 
What, what did, did you say? say? <laughs> Don't worry, you can still go after pretty girls. They just need a crate of beer first. The crowd suddenly felt silent and stared at us. This party is so lame. Peace out, losers. Anywhere is better than that stuffy elitist hellhole. But it's a bummer I didn't get to talk to Victor. He's Billy's best bro and used to come hang out at our place pretty much every day. But not anymore. Guess has been avoiding me ever since I told him I had feelings for him. <sighs> I was going to settle things with him tonight, but those jerks ruined it. Do I need to print my own t-shirt saying, I'm Ashley, you must be looking for Ashley? The next day, while looking for Victor, I heard someone calling my name. But I turned around only to see Alexander calling for, ugh, Ashley. So annoying. I saw him make a move on her, but she said guys like him bored her, then proceeded to list all his flaws. Oof, harsh. From then on, I tried my best to avoid Ashley, and thought my life would be light and breezy. But nope. On the contrary, I found myself in a series of unfortunate events. One day, a stack of religious magazines randomly showed up on our doorstep. But the real kicker was, they were all addressed specifically to me! And there was absolutely no way to convince my family and neighbors that I wasn't a member of the Church of Scientology. Two days later, all of my clean clothes had some weird stains and holes on them. I had to beg Billy to lend me some of his. That day, I went to school in an old jersey, looking like a midget. Ugh. Then, this Monday, I became the center of attention by showing up with my face covered in pimple patches and band-aids. Well, that's because I woke up to countless cystic acne and didn't have enough patches. This resulted in me being called the mummy for five days straight. But the final straw was my car having two flat tires. The clock was ticking, so I asked Billy to take me to school. However, he just flat out refused, saying he'd already promised to pick Jane up. No other choice, I had to ride my old bike. When I saw Billy's car in the driveway, my pettiness got the better of me, so I splashed my half-empty milk carton over the windshield. I'm on my way. Oh my god, you little brat! Sorry babe, you won't believe what my sister just did. Seeing Billy's reaction was chef's kiss. <laughs> you got it coming, big bro. The next day, my car was fixed, so I managed to get to school early. Looks like my string of bad luck was finally over. Okay, let's see who wants to confess to Queen Ashley today. From... Victor? Oh no, why him? I stood there, frozen with a letter in my hand, still processing the situation when a friend came and showed me something on her phone. It's a video of me singing and dancing in my room. No one's supposed to see this, ever. It had been uploaded by some throwaway account, but who else could it be but Jesus Christ, Billy. I rushed home to see Billy and Jane cuddling in the living room. How's he still so calm after pulling that on me? I confronted him and he didn't even bother denying it and even said that's what I deserved for vandalizing his car. We screamed and shouted at each other, but before we ended up in a fistfight, he stopped and stumped off to his room. I was still fuming, glaring at his shadow, and I saw Jane gawping at me in delight. Don't blame your poor brother too much, dear. It was I who pulled the strings. What? Jane? But why? We'd barely even interacted. Then she went on about all of my mishaps lately were her doings. Yep, my so-called bad luck, it had been Jane all along. 
that's for stealing Alexander from my sister. He's her first love. Do you know how heartbroken Zoe has been? Wait, Zoe, who? And why on earth would I choose to mingle with that playboy Alex? Kudos to this girl for thinking I could ever steal someone's boyfriend. Hello, I'm still struggling with my lifelong crush over here. I tried to tell her she made a mistake, but she wouldn't listen. Stop denying it. I know it's you. You're Isai's Ashley with a vet dad. That checked all the boxes already. Hold up. There's another Ashley Mae Anderson in our school. She's Ashley with EY. I'm Ashley, E-I-G-H. Her dad is a war veteran. My father is a veterinarian. Oh, snap. Good lord. She devised this intricate plan, approached Billy just to make it work, and was successful for the most part. Well, apart from having the wrong person. Just amazing. Jane apologized and promised to take down the video. However, she wanted me to help her take revenge on Ashley in return. I didn't want to get involved, but I also never wanted to be on her bad side again, so I reluctantly agreed. But if you think about it, Jane's story didn't quite add up. Ashley seemed to have a holier-than-thou attitude and had dozens of admirers waiting in line. Why would she get in between them? Not to mention, Alexander's a notorious player who Ashley already ruthlessly rejected. I believe there's more to this. As expected, thanks to that video, my school life was now even more awkward than usual. But it didn't matter, as I was too preoccupied with Operation Ashley. Today's mission? Approach her after cheerleading practice. I stood in the corner, behind the bleacher, waiting for my chance. But before I showed myself, I saw Madison march over, say something to Ashley, then storm off. After that, Ashley started… sobbing? I didn't know what happened, but I felt bad for her. So I tried comforting her, but she kept brushing me off. Look, you can keep the Ice Queen act all you want, but I know you have feelings too. I thought you might have something else you want to share with me, not just the name. And it was like I pulled a lever that let out all of her bottled up emotions, and we had a heart-to-heart -heart all afternoon. Just as I thought, things weren't what they seemed. We'd better talk this through with one another. So I set up a meeting at a cafe in the South Coast Plaza, as they wouldn't dare to cause a scene in public, right? Anyway, Ashley clarified that Alexander and her weren't a thing, while assuring Zoe that she deserved a guy much better than him. But Alex was really sweet to me. He gave me this present on our one-month anniversary. Did he say it's his grandmother's? Yeah, he tried giving me an identical one on my birthday. I'd say you dodged a bullet when you two broke up. Please, look at yourself first. You two flirt with boys left and right and still act all high and mighty. Get off that high horse. Ashley seemed genuinely hurt by Jane's words that it took her a while to speak up. I'm just sick and tired of being the popular girl who has to live up to everyone's expectations. It's too exhausting. I thought transferring here would mean a fresh start, but everyone still has this impression of me which I can't seem to change. The rest of us looked at each other in confusion when we saw how sad Ashley's situation actually was. We didn't know there were so many downsides to being high school popular. Ashley, you know you can just be yourself, right? The world will have to accept you for who you truly are. If people don't like you, then so be it. Yeah, if they don't, that's their problem, not yours. You can't fit into a mold to please everyone, because there's no such thing. 
I don't want to agree with her, but she has a point. Let the whole world know the real Ashley. And you too, Zoe. Someday, you'll find a good guy who loves you for yourself. Alright girls, that's settled. Now, I have to deal with my own mess. Billy found out the truth and now he's been ghosting me. But I swear to God, I'm in love with this guy. Gotta go. Bye! I couldn't believe I was rooting for my saboteur and her accomplice to be together. But here I was. Go get him, tiger! The next Monday, Ashley walked to class and had lunch with me instead of Madison and her clique. And, of course, this didn't go unnoticed. You left us for her? What is she? You're not hot, sister? <laughs> Before I could clap back, Ashley stood up and unleashed her inner sass. This is me living my life as my true self. If any of you bootlickers have something to say about that, you can shove it where the sun won't shine. Sweet Mary Jesus and Holy Spirits! Who knew she had it in her? Her words completely decimated those hyenas. And suddenly, someone grabbed my wrist. Victor? Slow down! Where are you taking me? Besides, you got the wrong person, and also the wrong address for this. You should give it to her yourself. Actually, I sent it to the right girl, but apparently, she still hasn't opened it. Wait... What? And you're right, I should tell her myself. It's just that Billy and I made a deal that sisters are off-limits, so I thought it's better to avoid you. But hearing Ashley talk about being herself made me realize that I'm sick of hiding my feelings. I'm gonna make Billy see how sincere I am for you. Before I do that, Ashley, I like you. And, um, will you go on a date with me? Yes! Um, I mean, yeah, I suppose that would be cool. This is beyond my wildest dream! Not only do I have a brand new friend, but also a date with my dream guy! Fortune is finally smiling on me. <laughs> the teacher's eye twitched nervously when he looked at me. I stood in front of him, nervously rubbing my notebook. The girls were whispering and laughing, but the boys were ready to eat me up with their amorous stares. Katie? I have never seen a student like you. The teacher's voice quivered. Either you answer my question or you go straight to the principal. I squealed like a mouse. The boys were all gasping with emotion and there was hysterical laughter among the girls. It was the toughest test I'd ever had. Hi, my name is Katie and I'm actually a genius, but I have to pretend to be stupid to get guys to like me. Before this school year, I went to another school and I had my picture up on all the honor boards. I could compete with a lot of the teachers in terms of knowledge. And our physicist even quit after arguing with me. And threw a real tantrum on the principal. After fifth grade, I stopped doing homework altogether because I was so good at it. And I had a place at Yale already secured. But my life wasn't like a fairy tale. I guess it's no secret that guys don't like girls who are too smart. I have a beautiful appearance, but my intelligence scared away all the admirers. When I was on another date, I'd get a little carried away, and I'd start discussing the stages of evolution, the boundaries of the universe, or the splitting of atoms. The guys would just blow right off, and they wouldn't even talk to me at school. But I wanted love so bad, more than anything. So, when I got transferred to a new, 
better school in the state, I decided to change my life. Why do I need brains that outshine my beauty? I want a boyfriend. I want dates and attention. So I decided to play dumb. And according to my calculations, it was going to help me. The first day, I went to school as a living doll. The guys were drooling, but the girls were a little wary. I'm a quick thinker, so I went straight to the breach. Walking down the corridor, I supposedly tripped next to a handsome man, and he just happened to catch me. Baby, are you okay? He played with his eyebrows. Wow, you're strong. I squeezed his biceps. Are they made of steel? I just work out a lot. He answered proudly, and I drink protein. Do you drink them right? How much protein do you consume? What's your protein base? And is it certified? The guy's look immediately changed. He was batting his eyes stupidly, and I think he froze. I'm getting carried away again. What the hell was that curse? Okay, that was a slip, but I almost made it. I decided to change tactics and try my luck with a smarter guy. After picking the best-looking one in biology class, I paired up with him. Everything was going great. I was dumb as hell, and he felt like a real hero. He even put his palm on mine. It took my breath away. But what is he doing? This isn't right at all. I took the guy's microscope away. Are you an idiot? It's so clear. What the hell did you write? Katie, I... I the poor guy started stuttering, and I started to rewrite the whole thing in a frenzy. And by the time I realized what I'd done, the guy had already run away. And from that moment on, he was on his way to avoid me. What a genius idiot I am. Even zombie wouldn't eat my brain. I'm too smart. But I invented a new tactic, and I joined the company of beautiful fools. Around them, the guys walked like a herd of buffalo at the watering hole. I couldn't understand how it was possible. Even cats are smarter than these girls. Even my microwave knows more tasks than they do. The only thing that saved me was that I am a fast learner and could adapt to their strange behavior. Pretty soon, I could pretend to be so stupid that my brain was catching critical errors. And it worked. I was hit on by a real hottie. Pete and I went on a date, and this strong man was literally carrying me in his arms. I had never heard so many compliments about myself before. One day, he took me to the gym to show how strong he was. Wow, what a barbell. I went over to the dumbbells and looked at them stupidly. It's dumbbells, he proudly announced and hugged me. You don't know anything about it, do you, cat? No, will you show me? Sure, baby. That's a kettlebell. He held up a huge kettlebell, and I was fascinated by his muscles. And this is where I set my record. No one can beat me. Pete went over to the weight machine, set his maximum weight, and pushed the lever as hard as he could. I'm super-powered, you know? I'm like Superman. And then I started shaking with anger. My brain was screaming, and it became hysterical. Even my eyes went black. Superman, that's just leverage. I went over to the simulator. I made the lever longer, and I adjusted it. And then I put my little weight on it and did the same thing Pete did. It's basic physics. What is wrong with you, Pete? How can you be so stupid? There was laughter from all sides of the guys. 
Pete's lip trembled, and he ran away. And I slapped my forehead with my palm. I'd ruined it again. I was already desperate, thinking it was all useless. Plus, my studies made my teachers furious. I came in here with the best performance, but in reality, I couldn't solve an elementary example because of my disguise. My parents were hysterical, and I made up stupid excuses. I was getting ready to get smart, but then I met Caleb, a musician from the parallel class with an angelic voice. He was incredibly handsome and cool, though he was on the verge of dropping out. I don't need to study. I'm a musician, he was saying. But Caleb was so charming that I fell in love. He wooed me beautifully, composed songs, and gave me the most unforgettable dates. You're so good to me, Cat. You're so simple, not like those nerds. I hate nerds, I murmured, melting in his arms. I was finally done messing things up. My brain was just shutting down from love. But at the end of the semester, the midterm test began, which brought me back from the dream world. Caleb was so bad at studying that he wasn't even bothered. He'd be expelled for sure, and so would I. The teachers wanted to get rid of me on principle and wrote angry messages to my previous principal. Yeah, I really screwed him over. He vouched for me. So, in another algebra class, I got axed with an elementary question. Caleb was staring at me with love, and the teacher was freaking out. Boyfriend or career? A choice that seemed impossible to me. That's where I started my story. Sit down, cat, the teacher said nervously. You can go right after class and sign the expulsion papers. No! I came up to the blackboard. Give me your tasks, all of them. And I solved them all by writing all over the blackboard and even the wall. The kids looked at me with their mouths open, and it was like the teacher saw a ghost. Lesson after lesson, I amazed everyone. I pulled all my grades in just a few days, and the teachers, even the principal, saw me as a real treasure. But Caleb wasn't thrilled. So you're a nerd, he said disappointedly. Yes, but we're good together. You lied to me. You're a crammer, cat. I don't mess with nerds. You're a fool. I got angry. You'll get expelled. You won't even be able to play music. All the rock stars were nerds, he retorted. When? The 80s? Ow. This is the 21st century. Give me a break, cat. You have homework to do. He left, and I was filled with anger. How could he treat life like that? He'll ruin himself and be nothing. I stormed into his rehearsal room, blazing with anger. Come here, I said sternly and dragged the boy by the hand. What, are you out of your mind? Just drop your guitar already. I was as unstoppable as a snow avalanche. When I took Caleb back to my house, I locked the room where my books were already prepared. Cat, are you out of your mind? Sit down and listen. I sat down next to him, textbook in hand. Get away from me, why are you doing this? Because I love you, you fool. I won't let you get kicked out of school, understand? I'm not gonna read any stupid textbooks. You won't, just listen. You're a musician, and you're better at hearing information. That's why it's hard for you to memorize lyrics. I made Caleb listen to himself. We took breaks for tea and conversation, and then I'd go back to hammering it into him. The kid didn't like it, but 
I managed to teach him for days at a time. Cat, that's it, that's it. I don't like it. Okay. I crest my arms around my chest. My anger, overwhelming. School's not my thing, Cat. Yeah. You're better off living with your parents until you're old. Work at the diner, play guitar in your spare time. Maybe even play at a cafe or two. Good luck, Caleb. When he left, I cried. I'd fallen in love for the first time, kissed for the first time, and he ruined everything. When he gets expelled, we'll never see each other again. He doesn't want someone like me. And I guess it wasn't love for him. For a week straight, all I listened to was the song that Caleb had dedicated to me. And then, in a heartbreak, I deleted it. I made my choice. But as soon as I did, I heard the same song from across the street. Caleb? I almost fell out the window. I'm sorry, Cat. I'm an idiot. Caleb put the guitar down, and then he showed me his textbooks. I don't want to drop out of school, because that's where I see you. I love you, Cat. Will you help me pass my exams? I was so happy. I was ready to fly. In the evenings, I taught Caleb on my own, and at night, I recorded audio lessons for him. When he couldn't come to class, he'd listen to my voice on his headphones and learn. Even when he was driving his car around town, I could hear my voice through the speakers. It was exam day, and I couldn't help myself. I gave my boyfriend a big kiss. You can do this, Caleb. Just know that I love you. While we waited for the test results, Caleb wasn't himself. The teachers and principal just chuckled indulgently, and they were surprised he was still in school. Even his friends were convinced that he was going to get kicked out of school. But worst of all, Caleb himself was sure of it. Classes with you were the best time of my life, he said. Caleb looked at me sadly. Thank you, Cat. I won't forget that. I burst into tears, thinking this was the end of our relationship. The next morning, after a sleepless night, I heard screams under the window. It was Caleb, and he looked like a happy puppy and a badass rocker. I passed the test, Cat. I'm staying in school. We can keep our hands off each other for days with joy. Finally, my intelligence was able to help me get on with my personal life and also help the person I love. Even now, Caleb often listens to my records and learns new things. But he doesn't forget about music either. Guys, if you think being smart is a curse, give it up. Intelligence can give you so much more than popularity in school. Don't sacrifice your future for supposed fame. Are there any of you who suffer because of your intelligence? Share your stories in the comments. Like and share this video with your friends. Also, be sure to subscribe to our channel and click the bell. I woke up to a loud pop. Frightened, I called out for my boyfriend. Tom? Tom! But Tom wasn't there. So I had to find out what had happened. I cautiously looked through the window. I saw my boyfriend coming down the drain pipe, and some girl was loading bags into it. One of the bags burst, and our family jewels scattered all over the pavement. You can't imagine how shocked I was. Tom, what's going on? I yelled. The guy, meanwhile, jumped to the ground, walked over to the girl, and kissed her defiantly. Then he shouted, I used you to steal your family's money. The whole world came crashing down at the same moment. Tears rolled down my face. Stop. You probably don't know what's going on at all, do you? Let me start from the beginning. 
My name's Lissa. My parents own a huge factory and were rich, very rich. How did I meet Tom? And why didn't I realize right away that he was pretending to steal our mansion? One day, I was walking through the mall with my friend Lily. We walked from store to store until we reached the most expensive boutique in town. The name spoke for itself, luxury. Once inside, we immediately noticed the stunning shoes. Gold color, decorated with rhinestones, unbelievable. The price was not significant, $200,000. But I fell in love with them at first sight. So without thinking twice, I took the shoes to the checkout counter. I was greeted there by a guy with the name Tom on his badge. Did you see the price? He asked in surprise. Yes, $200,000. Here's the credit card. Tom almost dropped his jaw as he processed my purchase. He packed my shoes very carefully, and Lily and I headed for the exit. Suddenly, Tom called out to us in an uncertain voice. Excuse me, I'm going to finish soon. Would you like to have some coffee? Lily and I looked at each other, and then, without even turning around, we laughed out loud. We found the idea of going out for coffee with an ordinary salesman hilarious. My friend and I said goodbye in the parking lot. As I was driving down the highway, in my rearview mirror, I noticed a suspicious car that seemed to be following me. Even pulling into the grounds of my mansion, I saw the same car drive by slowly. Maybe it was just a coincidence, and he was on his way. I walked into the house, a huge mansion on the outskirts of town. Already in the bedroom, I unpacked my purchase. I twirled in the shoes in front of the mirror for a while. Very beautiful. I wish I could have gone to school in them and wowed everyone. Even though my family was one of the richest in town, I still had to go to an ordinary school with children from poor families. Unfortunately, there were no other schools in the area. Oh, what a contingent it was. For example, the next day while I was walking down the hall, some nitwit shoved me, which caused the books I was carrying to scatter all over the floor. What a jerk! I gritted through my teeth. I agree. Someone handed me one of the books. I looked up and saw the cashier from the store. Tony? I asked in surprise. Tom, actually. Actually, I don't care. I'm new here. Can you show me around the school? I laughed out loud without another word. Carried on with my business. At the end of the day, there was a nasty surprise waiting for me in the parking lot. One of my tires was flat. Oh crap, wow, that looks like a serious puncture. Tom whistled. It was like he'd appeared out of thin air. I was not in the mood and barked, piss off. Okay, just wanted to help you with changing the tire. Wait, <sighs> I sighed heavily. The spares in the trunk. Tom jacked the car up and replaced the tire. He did it easily, like he'd been doing it since he was a kid. When he was done, the guy asked me, how about a cup of coffee now? Just for a little while? I only said yes because he helped me. Tom nodded and jumped in the car. We drove to a coffee shop nearby. At first, Tom struck me as very chatty, but I had to admit, his stories were very funny. One of them made me laugh so hard, <laughs> I even got coffee coming out of my nose. After the cafe, I volunteered to give Tom a ride home, but he politely declined. I shook my hands, started the car, and drove off. I could forget about the meeting, but at dinner, 
I accidentally spilled grape juice on the white tablecloth, and in the red stain spreading across the table, I suddenly saw Tom's face. There were his cheekbones, his forehead, his funny ears. I admired the stain and sighed languidly. My mother's voice brought me back to reality. Maybe you can help me take off the tablecloth. Okay, Mom. I spent the rest of the evening cleaning the stain and thinking about Tom. This had never happened to me before. I think I'm in love. When I met Lily at school the next day, I told her everything. My friend frowned. That Tom came out of nowhere. Don't you think that's weird? You're right. I should have gotten some information about him. Lily was worried about me. She was my best friend, and she was the only one who could deal with my hot temper. And what was our surprise? When we met Tom again outside the school, in his hand, he held a glass of coffee. Here, your favorite, with almond syrup, I remembered. The guy winked. Oh, thanks, but Lily and I have to run. I grabbed a glass, and my friend and I quickly left. I needed a break to find out who this Tom really was. So at night, I planned to check all social media and find out more about him, but not until after the gym, which I did every Wednesday. I stayed a little longer than usual that day, so I had to walk through the dark parking lot to get to my car. Just when I was opening the door, I heard a whistle. When I turned around, I saw the figure of a huge boogeyman emerge from the semi-darkness. He muttered, Beautiful car. Must be expensive. His stone gave me a good scare. I wanted to run away, but my legs stopped responding. I'll call the police! But it wasn't so easy to scare the man. He had already stretched out his arms to grab me. I squeezed my eyes shut with fear. But a few seconds passed, and nothing happened. I cautiously opened my eyes and saw Tom. Next to the guy was the defeated boogeyman lying on the pavement. He was shaking his fist and screaming in pain. Come on, let's get out of here, shouted my savior. You, you saved me, I whispered. Tom put me in the passenger seat, and he jumped behind the wheel. The car screeched out of the parking lot. I told Tom the address of my house. When we pulled up outside the mansion, the guy exclaimed, Wow, this house is huge. While he admired the mansion, I admired him. It was great that he'd saved me and brought me home unharmed. Tom started to say something, but I didn't listen. I clung to my savior and kissed him. Tom hugged me, and we kissed for a few more minutes. However, it was time to say goodbye. At home, I couldn't stop thinking about my Prince Charming, and I fell asleep with a smile on my lips. So, did you find out who Tom really is? Lily asked me the next morning. Yes, he's my hero, my savior. My friend was confused when she heard me say that, but I didn't have time to go into details. I wanted to see Tom as soon as possible. So, I invited him over to my house for dinner. Come over tonight, and I'll show you around the mansion. I'm sorry, but I'm not ready to meet your parents yet. He hesitated. Don't worry, they're gone for the weekend. Tom closed his locker, smiled, and nodded. In the evening, I met him on the doorstep, and we had a real tour of my house. We visited almost every room. But for some reason, that study interested him the most. He was looking around with a keen eye. He was especially interested in my dad's safe. Tom kept looking at it, and then suddenly started asking strange questions. When did your mom and dad meet? When were you born? And your parents? 
I was glad that Tom wanted to know more about me and my family, so I gladly answered all of his questions. After the tour, I invited the boy over to the table. We ate and chatted happily, and then Tom poured me my favorite grape juice. I was extraordinarily lucky to meet you here to our meeting, and you, bottoms up. Wonderful toast, Tom. We clinked glasses, and I drank the juice. Suddenly, my phone rang. It was Lily. I had to leave the table, go up to my room, and answer it. My friend was really hysterical. She was screaming, "I checked it out, Tom the burglar! No way!" I couldn't hear another word. My ears were ringing. My eyes were getting blurry, and my legs buckled, and I fell down. The last thing I remembered was Tom's sly smile, and the rest you already know. When I woke up, my head was literally pounding. Of course, the creep had put something in my glass. Tom had bagged everything he could find, and now he was about to flee the scene of the crime with his girlfriend. I used you to steal your family's money. I felt so sorry for myself. But wanting to rip that bastard to shreds helped me pull myself together. Meanwhile, Tom and his girlfriend jumped in the car. I ran to my dad's office. The safe was open, and there were bills scattered around. So that's why Tom was asking all those questions. He wanted the password to the safe, and apparently, he had succeeded. I rushed downstairs to the main entrance. I opened the doors and saw Tom's car heading for the gate. Well, I'd have to give chase. I wouldn't want to give up everything that belonged to my family that easily. But the tire of my car was flat again. It was in the same place it had been in the parking lot. Now I knew. Tom had a whole plan to lure me into his web. He slashed my tire outside the school, and that bouncer didn't just show up at the gym. Tom had sent him too. That bastard had to do everything he could to get me to like him. Well, he succeeded. He had me wrapped around his finger so easily. I ran out into the road in a panic. But all I had to do was to watch the crooks car leave the grounds of the mansion. Exhausted, I sat down on the pavement and wept bitterly. Suddenly, the sound of a police siren was heard somewhere nearby. This was my last chance to set things right. As I ran out the gate, I saw Tom and his girlfriend being detained by the police. Standing next to the police car was my Lily. My friend rushed toward me. Are you okay? I am now. Did you call the cops? Yes, right after the call. We hugged. I was so grateful to Lily for being there for me. You're lucky. The robber took a long time with the safe and didn't have time to get away. Said the policeman who came up to us. Thank you, officer. I walked over to the patrol car. Tom was sitting in the back seat, handcuffed. He looked at me with eyes full of hate. I smiled and waved. The police left, and Lily and I went back to my place to celebrate my rescue. By the way, that story had taught me something. After I'd almost lost everything, I realized that I was worthless on my own. So it's time for me to change. I'm learning to be kinder and better, and Lily's helping me do that. What life events made you change? It would be great if you could tell me your story in the comments, and don't forget to like this video and subscribe to the channel. Bye.